Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Banter Book Club. This is better energy on the second go, I think. Sec Wait, this is the second go? I, I missed that. Well, I mean, I wasn't here for just the first go. The you oh my god, you're such a liar. <laughs> Anyways, <clears throat> welcome back, Banter Book Club. That's us. I'm Taylor. And I'm John. Stick. And we might wrap up the book this episode? I mean, that's we could. what it looks It's very like. possible. Uh, that or we'll talk for way too long and then we won't. And then we'll have to do it next time. And then we'll feel real dumb for saying it right now. It might be too good to to not finish on seven episodes. With the Chandrian and all the stuff about oh, seven shit. being a magic number. Is that, is, that, so, is that the number of episodes we're at? Yeah, this will, we're recording episode seven right now. Whoa, bro. So... No pressure. Illuminati, man. Like, speak quickly. I got, I got my tinfoil <laughs> hat. I got, I gotta go get it. It's, it's needed right now, man, bro. The Illuminati are uh, pansies. I'm a Freemason, and we build stuff with our hands. Do you do it? F your masonry for free? No. Do you think? Do you what? think the Amir Why are, are called Freemasons? Do you think the Amir are Freemasons? I think uh, I think that that actually has to go back to um, Masons being uh, like a religion or some shit back in back in the day, like like way back in the day, or like okay. a, a sect of about, religion. Let's talk about it, even though we have no idea what we're talking about. Let's talk about it so that we're wrong, and then people can tell us how wrong we are. Yes, we love that. They can push up their glasses, hold up their uh, pointer finger towards the air, and go, well, actually. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Freemasons were... I, I can't even... Okay, so where did we where did we end off last... The last episode? Um, the Mothin Farm? Yeah. We, we, uh, did we, we touched on the Dracus uh, yeah. attack, I believe. Which, it's hard to... <sighs> There's the book is so deep, and there's so much meaning in the whole thing. I think I remember saying, I like, I feel guilty not knowing that section as as well as I know some other parts, because it seems like there is potential for there to be meaning in in that section, but to me it just seems like it's the action part. There's a cool action scene where Quoth uh, takes down a a Dracus. Yeah, uh, I mean. My a personal view of addled. it is really in um, it's in the fact that Lanre fights a beast at Drossentor and there's been a few minor uh, 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 things that have sort correlations. of correlations. Yeah, correlations, parallels between Lanre's story as we're meant to understand it in Kavos' story, at least so far. And oh, there are yes. there are some more in book two. Um, so, I mean, I think that Kvothe and Lanre are parallels in that um, they're going to follow very similar paths and we're just going to see if they really truly end up in the exact same place or if, uh, if Kvothe can do some... Uh, better things than Lanre did, I guess. Uh, that remains to be seen, but... Man, I, I don't know much about the Lanre story other than the war. Well, yeah, so there's... the being called back from death. Right, so you get that, 
But I think the part that I'm most uh, interested in and, and sort of referring to is how he seeks power. Okay. To towards you know completing a goal, which that comes more into book two. They both are. Lanre is said to have talked to the Cathay. Both speaks to the Cathay. And then bad things happen. I mean, it's a lot of people have talked to the Cathay. It's not like, uh, well, I say a lot of people. Theoretically, other people have also talked to the Cathay. That's, that's not something that will make them immediately alike, but right, it plays in. Fair. I, yeah, I'm curious to see what kind of parallels they would have. If the yeah, if if the Dracus is the first one, yeah, we'll see in book three, I guess. Indeed. Man, we should. I should look up like news. Like, do have we heard anything about? Like, what's Patrick Rothfuss' last tweet? Is there has he <laughs> mentioned anything about the third book? Uh, Probably not. I mean. He talks, probably avoids that question a he, shit ton. He talks a bit about the third book in his in his uh, live streams. Um, there's certain like YouTube channels you can follow that that will clip his stream and and just put like the very most relevant parts that like people like you or I would care about. Because I know you said that in episode zero how to say that you couldn't recommend his content because it's not very good. <laughs> so this is like the good stuff, I... the stuff that you're really looking for. Yeah, I think I I tuned into his stream, or I, I went to his Twitch, and I clicked on the last recording, and uh, I'm a very impatient person, so I was clicking through like every five minutes, and all of them, there there wasn't a, an interesting part of any of them, which <laughs> is hard to say. Like, I'm skipping, there's no context, so it just kind of, anyways... Maybe I'll, I'll give him a fair shake. Or I'll just scrap this part of the podcast altogether. <laughs> Not worth it. <laughs> no King Killer news. Uh, yeah, okay, so. Moth and Farm. Uh, kills the Dracus. He leaves. He's got some badass moments. I don't know if we talked about him leaving. Uh, what was the name of the town? I forget already. Trayvon. Traben, yeah, I just call it the Mothin Farm. Yeah, he, when he's leaving uh, Traben, and uh, he's asking the innkeeper or whatever about his cousin. That was the cover. It was he was here for his cousin, and he gets a an earful from the innkeeper, and then he like burns a drab into the guy's counter. Oh, that was, that was yeah. cool. Yeah, he he's just lost all patience, and he's just like, you know what? Screw this. That was good. So yeah, but he gets back to the university. He says he uh, he knows he's gonna pay a price for leaving uh, without warning. He missed some classes. He's gonna pay a higher tuition next term. Yeah. Um. What? Oh, yes. And then so he apologizes to Will and Sim, and when they're out one day, he's got a run in from your favorite pompous jackass. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Jackass, jackass. Yeah. Uh, in Imre is where he is, right? And. 
Um, well, and yeah, they're they're at the they're at the fountain in in Imray. That's... Yeah, not the. I was thinking the questioning hall, but that's only because he calls the name of the wind, and when I think of the wind, I think of the questioning hall. So yeah, no, it, it was Imray. That's known. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and Ambrose like he's got a loot, which he that's it's the one he bought with. Uh, or it's, it was the one he bought with Debbie's money, like the one he's had for a while now, and he's become quite attached to. Um, yeah, the like two talent loot. Yeah, you know it had its it has its issues, but it, it was his loot, right? Yes. And it doesn't matter what it is if it's a loot. Quoth is gonna make it sound beautiful. Oh yeah, it's you know it's his it's his baby, right? So pretty yeah. Ambrose. That is the type of reaction. He has uh, a uh, mother's strength <laughs> after yeah. Ambrose breaks his leg. I mean, yeah, basically. That is 100% He lifts true. and drops a car onto this guy. Well, with magic. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Ambrose just takes his loot, taunts him a little bit, and then tosses his loot back to Quoth, but... Yeah. Loots are not meant to be thrown or caught, so it falls, it shatters, and uh, Quoth goes into... To sleeping, mi- sleeping mind mode. Yes, I guess the uh, the inner animal Quoth comes out oh, yeah. and uh, speaks the name of the wind. He says, it says that Quoth gets pushed forward like a foot or a step. Everyone else gets pushed back a little bit. And Ambrose just goes flying. Like, he yeah. gets picked up and then thrown into the ground. Yeah, I, I think of it like he gets lifted straight up and then, like, just straight down. Like, almost like a... Uh, <laughs> what's that... Uh, what is it when... when A downburst. That's, like, you can get uh. those, like, in weather patterns sometimes. And they can be kind of devastating uh, when it's, uh, you know, weather. And that's in a big scale. But imagine just, like, localized... Uh, just a localized downburst. Just woo. Uh, have you ever seen? <sighs> oh man. Let me let me pause. I'm gonna look it up. Okay. How do I even look this up? What are you trying to look up? Shia LaBeouf was actual cannibal. Played... Shia LaBeouf? No, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> With but why not? Who's the Who's the guy that plays? Uh... Oh my god. The main actor from Speed and The Matrix. Oh, Keanu Reeves. I can't believe it. Keanu Reeves. Holy shit. Don't worry, it's going to be worth it. I believe Especially you. if you understand the reference. No, I don't get the reference. You don't even know <laughs> what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't too proud to beg. Come on. <laughs> He's playing... It's a, a comic book character, actually. Oh, is it Constantine? Constantine, thank you. At the end of Constantine, Shia LaBeouf, Shia, <laughs> at, the end, <laughs> at the end of Constantine, Shia LaBeouf is playing Keanu Reeves' sidekick, essentially, who's trying to learn the trade. And uh, spoilers: Satan shows up, the devil, wow. the real one, shows up. That's that's and a spoiler. It is. I said spoiler. Uh, they had. A, they could have turned off the episode if they didn't want to hear the spoiler for, for Constantine. The, the devil shows up. Whoa! <laughs> I didn't what? see that coming. With all the religious overtones in that? No way. The devil. Oh, sorry. Anyways, 
So at the end of it, <clears throat> Shia LaBeouf's character gets mollywopped by the devil. And the end product is Shia LaBeouf goes from standing to clattering into the ceiling and then onto the floor and then back up into the ceiling and then onto the floor. He just gets ragdolled up and down by Oof. nothing. Oof. And that's kind of, I picture a little bit of that going on here. Like, not, not I mean, the downdraft, that would be cool too. But, like, the that unnatural movement was what I was picturing here too. Yeah. Just like in the honestly hilarious death of Shia LaBeouf in that movie that is not really a Wait, comedy. he dies? Dude, spoilers. <laughs> and then he turns into an angel! Oh shit, fucking even more spoilers. Oh my god, I can never watch this movie now. I know too much about it. I think, uh, I thought it was good. I liked it at the time at least. Although I grew up uh, Catholic, so most things that revolve around uh, the Bible type knowledge I like just because I know it all. Yeah, but Honestly, where were we? That, that was that was such a sidetrack. Well, but to continue on the sidetrack and Keanu Reeves, did you see? As long as you get the reference, did you see the new Matrix trailer? Uh, I did. I think I didn't and care it, about the movie itself. The part I liked the most, and this is totally a stupid thing to like, was that Neil Patrick Harris was playing like the shrink at the beginning. That's <laughs> all I liked. You like that? You really like Neil Patrick Harris, I do, huh? I do. Okay, that's fair. You're allowed to like an actor. I'm surprised it stopped there, though, huh? You watched that whole trailer and, and well, you maxed okay. out at Neil I mean, Patrick Harris. It was cool. Harris. Like I was like, oh, that 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 <laughs> lady. Oh, the pill colors. Yeah. Oh, hey, look, Morpheus. All right. Like, yeah. I mean, there was some stuff, but I mean, am I gonna go see that movie? Probably not. <laughs> wow. No. Okay. It got it got me. I, I'm. I mean, I'm okay. Going, I haven't gone. I haven't gone, quote unquote, gone to see a movie, and I don't even know how long. I can even, I, like, I'm trying to think. I guess Joker, uh, the Joaquin Phoenix Joker. <laughs> that was the last movie that I that was good. went to see. Yeah, I, 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 really good movie. I like that a lot. But I, I don't know. I just don't get excited about going to see movies. That's just not my thing. Was that was that before the pandemic? I, was I that think it was end of. I think I, I want to say that near was the end of it, but. Okay, yeah, before. I'm pretty sure Annie and I went and saw that one, but we we were really smart about COVID. Um, oh, shit, I actually had a thing. Yeah, have we actually started talking about the book yet? <laughs> yeah, we did a little bit. Yeah, and then we, yeah. we sidetracked hard. Yeah. It, I was it, trying to it, fit it, in uh, a TLC quote in there somewhere. Uh, hey, you know, <laughs> just say creep twice and everyone will know you're quoting TLC. <laughs> yeah, so, yes, effective effectively messes up ambrose and then stays in this kind of uh sleeping mind phase for a while and uh is only um snapped out of it by elodin who comes in um uh, yeah he starts speaking names to him and it says in the book uh he they uh elodin makes him say wind in some language i think sim translates it wind why are you making him say wind in a different language <clears throat> which maybe i don't know if if Elodin was like speaking the name of the wind to him to just to like snap him out of it a bit uh but after that he also says it also says that Elodin spoke a name and that's what got Quoth to really pay attention yeah and it doesn't specify what name it is do you think that Elodin spoke Quoth's name? 
I mean, maybe. If he's looking that deeply into him and can, you know... He is the master namer. He's the master namer. I mean, you know, it doesn't probably doesn't take much for him to uh, deduce someone's true name, especially given that type of access. Um, I mean, you also are looking at uh, the probability that someone who's you know sort of retreated into their sleeping mind more or less where the sleeping mind has has taken over is a bit yeah. of a simpler creature to understand. Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. Uh, yeah, in book two, uh, Quoth um, finds the name of Felurian, and yeah. Elodin says, that's really complicated. It's crazy that you did that. Such an ancient creature. That's She's very complicated. But at the same time, he spent the whole time living with and learning from the true her she was yeah. always herself there was no there was no decoy going on he was truly getting to know her full self so yeah he uh he did actually get to see who she was and now when he's in this uh sleeping mind phase the stuff that he really cares about are uh, written on his sleeve it's his loot. It's his music. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that he spoke Quoth's true name. I think it's uh, probably rather likely. But, yeah, I, don't, I guess I don't know why that wasn't said. Why wouldn't he say, and then Elodin spoke Quoth's true name? Uh, you know. Would that be too mystery. on the nose? Yeah. Okay, fair I, enough. I, I think it. He spoke a name, right? I think that's... It can also be hiding the idea or hiding this... Well, I don't know. It sounded like you were about to say something really heavy right there. Maybe, then I thought better of it, because in theory, this is Quoth telling the story, and all he heard was was Sim and Will's, presumably, rendition of it. So they say, oh, he said some weird thing in a language we didn't understand. Oh, okay. And his, I imagine, his uh, interpretation of that was, oh, he must have spoken a name, but he doesn't know if I see. he spoke his name, right? So he's only, you know, saying what he can. Like, I see where Things saying. that he knows. Yes, and the plus, version of the story that he heard from uh, Will and, and Sam. I also Sam. doubt that he would want uh, anyone to know that there's someone out there that knows his true name. Even if he... Uh, if, even if he did right. know that it was spoken. He doesn't want somebody to learn that there is someone that knows his true name. That would yeah. kind of put a target on the Loden's back. Yeah, I mean, not that a Loden couldn't uh, defend himself, but, mm-hmm. I mean, I imagine a namer has to be... can't You know, they can't uh, be awake all the time, right? As we find out in book two. Yeah, yeah, when he has to make the gram. Yeah, but we'll finish. Let's uh, do that thing where we stay on topic. Uh, you mean that thing we don't do? Yeah, that thing we almost never do. <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah, gets woken up, and then there's a trial right away. Is He he doesn't even... I don't think he even gets a chance to, to talk to uh, Will and Simmon about what happened, because at the trial, 
he admits he doesn't I don't even know what happened. This is this is yeah, that's when he gets like put on the horns like right away. Yeah, they go he goes on the horns. He uh cuz there is an, a trial trial Ambrose, but that's that's later. <laughs> right. Yes. So not a trial. Sorry, sorry. Uh Ambrose brings uh Kvothe in on charges of um Oh god, what's the term for it? Malfeasance. Malfeasance yeah. And uh Kvothe has some counter charges in theft of property and destruction of property. Long story short, Kvothe is successful in they find Ambrose guilty of theft and destruction of property. Yeah, so I he like it's actually paid I 20 do like talents. the whole uh the whole splitting hairs over if you can steal if you have to pay for the property you stole and the property you destroyed (laughs) they like tried splitting hairs over that i just think that's funny oh yeah so oh yeah this was one of the things we we had asked uh earlier in the book like is there some sort of connection between him and ambrose this is blatant yeah uh favoritism but is it but is it for ambrose is it him and Ambrose are like, you know, colluding, or is it like Hem like hates or both. yeah, Hem hates both, and will do literally anything. <laughs> I mean, I don't know which it I, is. Could be either, honestly. I found I would if I found out that it was really just that Hem hated both, I wouldn't be too surprised. But I'm pretty sure they leave together. I'm oh, pretty sure okay. Ambrose yeah. is pissed. And he is leaving, and uh, he's, like, questioning him. Like, he maybe he asked him to get this thing done, and him failed to do it. Or him said he would help get Quoth expelled or something. But so they were leaving together, and Ambrose was complaining. I don't know. But Quoth doesn't get away scot-free. He actually gets expelled. And I remember when I read the book the first time, I was livid. I was like, what? So Ambrose wins? Like, Foth gets 20 talents, whoop-de-doo, he's expelled now? Oh, no. But, turns around, they they find him guilty, they expel him, but then they... Uh, I have, what's the word for it? They immediately... They expunge the expulsion and promote him to Rilar. Yes. Another classic... You get in trouble for a thing, but it that thing is the reason that you get promoted to the next rank. So, yeah, he gets he becomes a Rolar right at the end of the book, or at, right at the end of his telling of the story so far. And end of day two, the end of the story, Quoth becomes a Rolar, and there is a really cool scene where Elodin's talking to Quoth uh, about. Um, like the kind of post-mortem on what just happened who's explaining a little bit you were never in really any you were never in real danger of being expelled you're not the first person to call the name of the wind in anger but you're the first one in many years yeah uh so it's i guess that's kind of par for the course like if if one of your people does show some uh understanding of naming even if they hurt somebody they you do your yeah. best to keep them <laughs> yeah keep them in the school they're a uh, they're an asset at that point like a, a namer is rare enough if you go right. uh 
you go, uh, you know, leaving behind every namer that can't control it, right? And yeah, there's gonna be danger. Yeah, you're never gonna you're never gonna have a namer <laughs> at that point. So yeah, uh, Elodin is actually doing some real teaching to Kvoth. And the the part that got me was, uh, he, Quoth wanted Elodin to explain more deeply, like what's going on. How do I? How did I? How could I do something if I don't even know how I did it? Or he's asking for more things. And Elodin's rebuttal is that you can't. Not everything can be explained. There is no. There's no way I can really answer that question. Um, and his example is, what's blue? Yeah. It's like, what do you mean? That's, I mean, it's a color. Yeah, without like, using yeah, but, without using the example, pretend I'm blind, right? Like, <laughs> how yeah. would how would you explain blue to me? But then later, uh, without using words, uh, Elodin says, "Yeah, but there are other ways of learning." And he points up, looks at, looks up at the sky, and just starts screaming out, "Blue, blue, blue!" And that seems like such a great moment, like yeah, <laughs> the, the beauty of a cloudless blue sky that seems like a pretty good way of explaining what the color blue is anyways that did not sound as cool as it sounded in the book <laughs> in your opinion okay <laughs> self-critical um, <clears throat> but that pretty much wraps it up for close telling of the his days uh, at the university, and then we snap back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. No, okay, sorry. Rabbity, mom spaghetti. <laughs> it's ready. Have you ever seen that? <laughs> yes. Mom spaghetti. It's all mom spaghetti. <laughs> yes, that's great. I don't need to listen to the whole mom spaghetti song to really understand and appreciate that joke. But I, it does. I'll listen to it for a solid minute, minute thirty. Yeah. I was like, okay, that's enough mom spaghettis for me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, actually, it's they um, they rewelcome. What was his name? Carter, who had uh, yeah. been messed up by the scrailing for the whole the whole first book. He he makes his way back into the inn, and they welcome him, and. Uh, not too long after, I guess the they explain what Chronicler is doing there. He's there to to write people's wills. Uh, Bass oh, yes, gives his a cover story. Yeah, <laughs> Bass gives a, a comically short uh, last will and testament to Chronicler in like thirty seconds. Uh, but then somebody shows up that we've met before, but there's something different about them. It was the leader of the bandits that had mugged Chronicler at the start of the book. Yeah. But he looks messed up. He's not speaking uh, uh, English or whatever the, the name of. Yes, he is not. Not speaking common. And I wonder if... Actually, since we're here, yeah, I should look it up. <clears throat> but it seems like there is... There might be some decipherable stuff in there i'm pretty sure at some point the the thing says screla yeah it does say screla yeah 
So I wonder Absolutely if there's any other that. words in there. Um, like he's looking. What's he looking for? Is he looking for his scrailing? Is he look? They, he has a moment in there, in the middle of the fight, uh, where he finally looks at Quoth behind the bar, and they just stare at each other for a minute. Like there's a a long pause where, and then the skin changer or what we think is the skin changer, uh, yeah, just gives a long stare to Quoth behind the bar and smiles. So like, oh gosh. If this is somehow whatever's controlling this bandit is what was controlling the Skraling, and the Skraling were looking for Quoth, then they've found he's been found. Yeah. The jig is up. The news is out. They finally found him. Was that another? The quote? renegade who had it made. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, that's a song um, by the band. Uh, I should definitely know this way faster than I'm not coming up with it right now. Um, Man, I don't know sticks how you people do by this sticks. Stuff. There's so many things to memorize in this world. You and uh, Jimmy, my just, buddy Jimmy, just, in, yeah, in just Texas. music, uh, music people. <laughs> music, and he, he's a like a trivia guy. He, oh uh, yeah, he like runs trivia. trivia. Yeah, this guy, he knows everything. I don't know how a brain can hold so much information. I don't know. You ever get really annoyed by how smart other people are? <laughs> uh, I would say no, because I thoroughly despise the uh, culture of um, of putting down intelligence. Ignorance. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, I, it, it has been something that I've despised since I was in like high school, and you see, uh -huh. you know, people. Since President Bush. No, not even. He's so plain spoken. Not even that. Like, <laughs> um, it's just like the way kids, you know, when they they get mad at the smart kid for doing smart kid stuff, right? For like knowing things. Yeah, yeah. Like, shut the fuck up and open a book. How about that? <laughs> That's fair. I mean, That's my I own know. weird self-deprecating way to compliment people, though. Well, yeah. Right. I, I didn't think that you were were doing that like when these people did no, it they were sure absolutely it serious sound like you were mad at me either yeah i i i yes i get a little <laughs> uh passionate about this subject because i was one of the the smart kids <laughs> nerd yeah fuck you <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so there is a crazy action scene uh is this one of them dies, right? Or is that not here? They Crazy get, action they get scene. One of them by... dies. Uh, in the book, in I'm sorry, that was the wind? that was way too vague. What's the oh. the action scene? Uh... With the skin changer. Oh, okay. Yeah, he kills. Uh, he kills. Is it Graham? No, Jake. Fuck, can't remember. Yes, one of them gets stabbed and, di and definitely dies. Okay. Because then and they have his funeral in the next one. Shep? Okay. Shep. It was Shep, yes. Shep. It was... I'm nervous that I'm bleeding stories between one and two. I wasn't sure if somebody died at the beginning of one and this was just a fight. But yeah, there's no, there was no other conflict. That's the only... This is the only time for someone to die. Uh, 
yeah. A crazy scene. The uh, Smith's apprentice ends up looking like the hero. Quoth and Bast recognize that something's up right away. Like, Quoth gives a look to Bast and he goes and locks the door, like, way before uh, stuff went down. So there's... Yeah, they... they I mean, Bast specifically, he says at some point, like, oh, I, I would recognize one of my own kind or, or something, right? So... Yes. He knows immediately. Yeah, I think Chronicler's asking after the fact. After, I think it's the next day when the Smith's Prentice, who I forget his name, he actually makes a point of it. It's like, don't call me. Yeah, like, my name boy is. Uh, I think it's Aaron or Aaron. Eric it or is. Something. It is Aaron. Yes, that is correct. Yeah. Which that's um, another thing. Like, there's a lot of theories that Denna is a fae, but. Bass doesn't mention that she is, and he'd seen her before. And according to him, he would uh, he would know one of his own kind. So why wouldn't he have mentioned it at the time, right? Right. I think the only part I remember about Bast saying talking about her was she had perfect ears but <laughs> yeah. a crooked nose. Per- she had a crooked nose, Rashi. Perfect ears, though. Eric. Oh, they have a. Okay, so the cool conversation was with Aaron. Yeah. And Chronicler and Bast and Quoth, where uh, Aaron is just looking for confirmation. Like, that was a demon. I know you know something because you threw the wine bottle at it to burn it without using the sword. Like, you've got that giant sword behind your... Like, why would somebody uh, use, you know, a wine bottle instead of that giant sword that they have? Yeah. <laughs> if it's not that for you were going to try and light it on fire because you knew it was a demon. And so Quoth plays his part and says, you're right, it was a demon. Uh, and that allows this young man to go on living a normal-ish life. Like, without exposing him to the full truth, he just says, yes, it was a demon. We dealt with it, though. Go on with your life. <laughs> or the... He didn't even say all that much. Aaron was just like, yeah, I just want to make sure I wasn't crazy. And then he leaves on his own. Yeah. He's death. That's um, basically, uh, he just needed a little confirmation. And Quoth was all too happy to uh, to give it to him. I think, you know, he has a, a bit of a sense for that sort of thing. Like knowing what someone needs when they need it. Quoth? Yeah. Yeah. But then they have a, a continuance of that conversation with Chronicler, who uh, Quoth admits there are no such thing as demons, it's only the Fae. Yeah. And Chronicler admits, well, that's a demon for me, too, because I don't know what, I don't want to know what's going on here. Yeah. Willful, willful, wow, willful ignorance. So, what is actually going on here? We find out that. That was probably a skin changer, and they weren't sure uh, because Bast had never seen one. They were supposedly supposedly have been gone or dead for a long time. Um, they thought it was weird that it didn't try to jump out and and uh, take control of someone else, which is using the logic that you only jump out after you die but there is a point in the fight where the 
skin changer grabs the chronicler's arm or shoulder and he feels a, a deep cold pain and then he goes numb which I don't know how skin changers work there's no I don't to me there's nothing that says that that couldn't have been some sort of some sort of like tainting yeah or like the the beginning process to uh you know i mean the new host it certainly was something but chronicler told them that right and they didn't seem too perturbed by it right correct but if that is also i mean they've they've shared their ignorance to it both doesn't know anything about these guys Bast doesn't really know anything. All he knows, he says he, uh, I know a snake is a snake and a snake always bites. So I know, I recognize that it's fey. I recognize that it's from, he even says a specific part of the fey. It's like this, I could tell you that it's from here and that it's bad. So yeah, yeah I attacked. Um, but yeah, that doesn't seem like a, an exuberant amount of knowledge. Uh, so I'm t- and I'm not saying that that is what happened, but if there is that possibility, I would say. Oh yeah, absolutely. Or yeah, maybe not a new host, but some sort of magic happened there. That's my feeling, anyways. But that's kind of where the story ends for Quoth. Um, after that, we actually find out this is the confirmation that we find out that it was Bast that brought the chronicler there. He was spreading rumors about Chronicler being, you know, an innkeeper. Um, but it was always shrouded like it was he was pretending to be drunk. Anyways, these smaller details don't matter. But we find out Bast, this is the reason that we are where we are is because Bast wanted it to happen. And he, this, it's, it's working. Uh, he has brought the chronicler here. Best case scenario, we got the best chronicler in the world, and Quoth uh, is telling his story and and remembering the the hero that he once was, and uh, uh, he shares that uh, he actually doesn't care about the story, and it's all about bringing Quoth back into the person that he was. And there's another line in there that. It, it could be a little misleading. The one where he says, I just want my Reshi back. Yeah. Which sounds very innocent. But we don't know when Bast joins the story. And there is some... There are people that consider Quoth to be a Chandrian. And has killed people. Like, maybe there is a point where Quoth does do some pretty awful stuff. And that's the part where Bast comes in. And so the idea of Bast wanting him to be the way that he was, maybe that's the, the quote of the uh, the stories that are the, the Chandrian stories. Any uh, just, any chance that Bast is, is like close Chandrian sign? <laughs> I know you like the... Oh, you think? Uh, nah, oh, I, I didn't, like I didn't a, think about that. I doubt it. I, I very much think the the one that you proposed about the, um, the, the silence being it would be much more uh, much more fitting and much much more 
don't know, much, much more. Just much more. <laughs> so all I, I, I got it, is much more. <laughs> yeah, I think it might be a, a small red herring. I'm not sure if he really is a Chandrian, but yeah. those are. That's a speculation that we can't really get anywhere with right now. But there, that True. was a really cool revelation. This is Bast is not a hundred percent a good guy. He is forcing Chronicler to do his bidding, and uh, if he doesn't, then Bast is just gonna kill him. Yeah. Um, and that's where the story ends, and then we get into the second uh, silence of three parts. Which, can you think of any big differences? I think the second silence this time was with, was the Chronicler, and the third was was Quoth again. But yeah, I'm I'm still of the of the basically the problem, quote unquote, that if I don't have the book in front of me, which I regretfully do not right now, I, mm -hmm. I it would it'd be a matter of going back and forth between them and picking them out. Maybe we can, when, once we've gone through Wise Man's Fear, because there's two more silences in that one, we can, like, do a big uh, a go through on, like, just comparing all of them and how it, yeah. how it changes. If it, if it only changes in superficial, like, oh, well, you know, it's because certain things have changed in the world and that's why it's different types of ways, or if there's actual uh, interesting ways that they've changed. It doesn't seem like there's too much significance in I mean, the the second one at the end of the book has more relevant things to what has been going on that day. Yeah. Exactly. But now that we're at the end Man, do we do we have any things that we wanted to go back to? Uh I did wanna touch on something. So, you know, the nerd I am, I listen to our episodes when they come out because uh, -huh. uh you know i just so uh, i do too i'm so narcissistic i, actually, I just want to hear the sound of my own voice right i, uh, <laughs> I edit them so i i listen to it like yeah, you get to hear it seven or eight way times. more times than you want to i assume <laughs> um so there was in episode two there was a part where you asked what would quoth want to lock away and not remember and i said some oh, okay so answer. i think the question was um the question was, uh, so this was, I think it was my theory about the box, like what was in the chest yes. that at the end of the second book he now can't open. Right. And I, in my mind, what would be cool, just like at the, at the beginning of the first book, he was playing a mind game and he would hide, hide something in his mind with half of his mind and then the other half would go and find it. Uh, but... So my idea was, what if whatever's in the chest is just a place in his mind that is where the whatever information is, quote-unquote, hiding? So, But what is something that he could hide in his mind? Like, where is a place that he could actually hide something in his mind? Which, to me, if you want to hide something, it would be it's someplace that you don't go to. So it would be probably a bad memory. So a bad what would be a bad memory for Quoth to hide something behind? Right. And my I gave some answer. I don't even remember what it was, but as I was listening to it I was like, Oh 
this is a way better answer. And that answer <laughs> is um, that he inevitably either hurts Ari in some way, gets her killed, get like chases her, something. Something bad is going to happen to Ari. It doesn't in book two, but I'm, I'm just, it's just the feeling I get. And it's, that, I think, is what he is going to, is, that's what, when he said something to, at, at the very beginning, when he's a chronicler's baiting him into telling the story, and he says, what is worth the, the price of remembering? Okay. And I, I feel like that is, yeah, so the, the chronicler says they say there was a girl, and, you know, anyway, what would be worth the price of remembering? Remembering what he did to someone he cared for very deeply. And that was the answer I should have given. Whether it's right or wrong, I don't like it better. What was the answer that you did give? I don't remember. I don't know. Some not that great of answer. Some nonsense. Some some kind of just flat out bad answer. <laughs> sorry, listeners. I'm sorry about my friend here. Yeah. I Idiot. suck. You said you were smart earlier. I did say that. I sh- <laughs> shouldn't have said that. <laughs> that was wrong. I feel like I had a couple of ones similar to that. Um, I mean, also just a blanket apology for all the stuff that we got wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally every other word out of our mouths. Wrong I'm sure we weren't stuff. that bad. I'm sure no. we weren't a 50% correct rate. Yes, that it, pretty sure yes. we did. Better Especially than since 500. most of it is theories and speculation. Like oh, you can't yeah. really be wrong on those. You might lack evidence, but you're not um, yet. Sir, that's wrong. subjective. I exactly. can't be wrong. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> there are some things that are obviously just wrong, but <laughs> not the things. Yeah, hopefully, we they weren't. They weren't uh, too important of uh, details that we got wrong. I'm sure we got some a few things out of order. But the one of the things that I did want to end with was just the atmosphere. Like, where do we stand at the end of the book? Like, where is where is Quoth in the telling of his story and the present Quoth? So, from what I can tell, from what I've read so far, is the happy happy time. <laughs> he's. His life is going pretty well in his story. He just got promoted to Rilar. He got the 20 talents. Um, he goes on a shopping spree. He buys the his new loot, his 20 talent loot, I think. Or is that next book? Any, anyways, he buys a bunch of stuff. One of them definitely including um, Ari. He buys Ari a, uh, a nice warm dress. And yeah, he just is... It's a happy time, and he wants to end there. This is good. It gets dark again soon, so let's stop here. Yeah, was one of the things he said. And then in the present world, he's still an innkeeper, possibly a failing innkeeper. His but his secret is is out now. Chronicler found him. That whatever is chasing him has found him. Tension is incredibly high now. Yeah, it's uh. Things are ra- ramping up into crescendo. 
I would say that let's speculate about what's happening, what's going to happen in third book, but I know we've been doing that this whole time. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, some would say, shouldn't you talk about the the second book? Well, yeah, but we know what happens in the second book. Oh, yes, I see, I see. Yeah, well, yeah, um, I mean, we're going to transition into the second book pretty much right away. Yeah. Or maybe not? I mean, probably we are. I, yeah, I, we're going to. We're, we're doing it. <laughs> Sorry to kill the suspense there, but yeah, transitioning to the second Well, book. I mean, we thought, <laughs> we were thinking, we had a whole list of stories that we would talk about. Yeah. Book series. Yep. And we chose this one because we love it. And it's only two books long right now. Yeah. So, I mean, might as well go with the second one. Oh, yeah, we have an email. So, give us a, write us an email. We're, we're looking for pen pals here at a banter book club. The banter book club. We're looking for pen pals here at the banter book club. <laughs> <laughs> I just blow past it. Just say it again. <laughs> just say it again. Way. And, and worry it's about it when delete. editing comes, right? That's a quick delete. That's, a, that's an easy fix right there. I don't really want the audience to know that I mispronounced the name of our podcast. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> Write us an email. Who, who theories, the name? No one did What that. did we mess up on? Any book series that you want us to cover in the future? But next up, book two. Yeah, and it's going to be a doozy. There's a lot to unpack. Uh, yeah, it's going to be nice to have no more restrictions. and Because it seemed like about it, everything. every other sentence out of my mouth was. But that's in book two. We'll save that. Yeah. Now we can stop saving it all. Here it comes. Yeah, just... It's coming Start for talking. you. Come and get it. Yeah, so if you're if you're an active listener, you've got a week, two weeks maybe, before we start talking about that second book. Yeah, in get, even uh, more detail. Get that we've already spoiled a shit ton throughout these episodes, so hope you already read it, but <laughs> Yeah, for for real. You'll get you'll get a warning on what to read next when we're done with the second book. And you'll have one week to read an entire book series. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, that's pretty good. Uh, that, that's pretty generous, I'd say. Um, maybe there, maybe we'll give people a heads up well before then. But then they'll be reading a book series that we're not talking about. Yeah, it's a little wonky. I think Could our be general yeah. premise of a podcast is very flawed. Uh, well, I guess we have to start over. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it. We're done now. Yeah, we'll we'll get we'll go back to the drawing board and we'll get back to y'all. Stick around, see what we come up with. Yeah, I'm Taylor. I am still John. And we might be back next week. Who knows? We do. We will. We're gonna. We will. Well, yeah, we'll, this we'll, is... we'll see you guys soon. We love you guys. I'm having fun with this. Yeah. Me too. Okay. Bye. Bye.